Not everyone is destined for greatness. These are the stories of the damned. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, names, villains, places. I think I got the order wrong. You said all of it wrong. <laughs> it's okay. And, <laughs> and other damned stuff. <laughs> oh, we we made it to damned. That Does that uh-huh. mean? Does that mean? <laughs> it all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Wheels. I'm Logan. I'm Lee. And I'm Greg. And that was some kind of intro. Yeah, great intro to have for the finale of this chapter. Yeah. Uh, We're really running a tight ship over here in Wheels Industries. Well, we've never known boat words. Anita, how about you give us a recap of what happened in the the events of last week's episode? Yeah, we fought a big bad thing um, poorly. And then, okay, I'm pretty sure I reached out to Time Magic and it was not great. Um, uh, the same voice that you eventually were uh, knew as the snake was in the time magic and lent you some power to yeah. defeat the uh, guardian of the scroll. Which I gladly accepted, no problem. Uh, doesn't seem like there's any real reason not to, to me. Uh, and then, yeah, we talked to that uh, that snake, which seemed like a regular snake. Am I right about that? Just like a regular snake? It did nah. until Sud killed it, and it kept speaking to you in your minds, and then it mm-hmm. told you this is your hell. And you're all like, I can't believe you killed the, the poisony talkie snake. <laughs> you're all up in my grill like, that was a bad thing to do when we just killed a whole bunch of shit. I mean, like, theoretically, Sud, that's our... Uh, the boss of our employer, isn't it? No. Uh, more or less, yeah, that seems about right. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity! Uh, the, the snake has just said in your minds, This is your hell! And you'll be here for a very long time because I don't aim to let you go. Well, I don't aim to stay. Yeah, could you please let us go? (laughs) Anita, I think we're past manners. Well, yeah, with that attitude we are. Uh, (laughs) It never never hurts to be polite. Jeez. Uh, And that is the sorriest thing about it is that I love each one of you, but... Ah, alas, I must keep you here. For you see, each one of you has a very important role to play. And in fact, Sud, congrats to Sud! Everybody cheer! Sud, you performed perfectly. You did great, Sud. Mm. I mean, it was a (laughs) sight. 
You don't know how hard it was for me to find someone who could kill something that can't be killed by anything of this earth. <laughs> but then I found you, Sud, and that wonderful blade of yours. Would you like it in you? <laughs> that would be a fun challenge for you to attempt. Certainly. We will get there eventually. Right now, unfortunately, I can only appear as these little things. And another one of the snakes uh, rattles around. Um, the voice says, But soon, I will be here in the flesh. And that brings us to your role in all of this, Anita. Oh? Would you mind picking up the scroll for me? Um, why? Why? Roll me a, what are, do you have a skill that would be like, what would, what's on your list that sounds like resisting uh, magical influence? Anything? I mean, I guess I could roll my, either streets or just like a spell check. Or tactics. Yeah, I think this is tactics because it says uh, preparing for a foe reacting to a battle. I think that's Hey, I think this is the first time I've been good at something because I have a D8. (laughs) 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 Oh, cool. One. Great. <laughs> Sud and blood. You see Anita just like not even moving her legs. She just gets like dragged by some unseen force towards the scroll. Don't like that. Is it possible for me to grab the scroll before Anita gets there? Certainly. Do you just do you just do that? Do you just rush and grab it? Yeah, I just rush and grab it. In that case, I won't make a roll because, you know, she's trying to avoid being pulled and you're trying to get there. You'll obviously get there faster. Do you, you just grab the scroll with your hand? Yep. First mistake. <laughs> was, it, was it Sud's first mistake? <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, Blood's like, man, y'all dumb. Could it's anybody bullshit. for one second have some fucking just stop? Everybody stop and just think for a minute. Because nothing that's going on here is anything that we've been chosen to do. I mean, that we are choosing to do our own selves. We've been chosen by somebody, but it ain't us. We are being manipulated. Y'all stop touching stuff. (laughs) Uh, Sud, take two psychic damage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's just like when you touch the thing, I'll tell you what you see. The scroll is still in the rigor mortis of the creature that you killed last episode, the target of your mission. But you are able to grab onto it. But the second that you do, it's like, you know, the scroll is rolled up, but it is just one little piece of parchment. And so you can see that even though it's rolled up, there's like a certain segment of what's written on it that is that like is glowing. The rest of the text is not, but one particular part is like pulsating blue and white. And when you touch it, you feel like it's one of those things where like you touch a heat, like a hot stove on accident or something. And you're not it's like before you even realize you're touching it, you're already not touching it because that kind of lizard brain like, well, actually, that kind of fits with with Sud. I guess I don't necessarily know that you're the same species as Carol, but I kind of imagined you as some sort of lizard. Um, The lizard brain kind of. um reacts already and your hand is already off of the scroll after it does that damage to you and the voice says now son this is Anita's place you have done your part and for that I thank you now please 
let your friend play hers. No. I'm going to hold the sword above the scroll. I take Anita's hand. Oh, I know what he would do. This is perfect, because I needed an excuse to introduce this character. Oh. Um, he says, uh, you hear like him, because you hear, heard him clapping before, like clapping for Sud. You hear that clap in your minds again, and you hear, Adomines! Adomines! <laughs> Come here, I need you. A familiar face appears from around the corner, although this time the face of the person that hired you, the cult woman. And you can see the woman who hired you, she looks like a person, uh, the same person that you met before, but from her navel is this kind of string that she must have been hiding away from you in that first scene where you met her. Do we remember her? She's the person that hired you? Yeah, sure, I remember. Sure. sure. Yeah. Didn't make much of an impression. No. That's the point. Um, that string uh, leads and eventually turns from a string back into flesh on the other side where it connects with a man's rib and becomes uh, part of a man's body, although the man is lying face down like he's dead. And so... <laughs> That's a weird picture. Did, did, did I paint mm -hmm. the picture correctly? A woman is attached by a string to a man's rib. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So she walks in. Is that what happened just now? Correct. Okay. Well, it says, I'll fuck you. And she pulls her gun out and <laughs> tips to shoot her in the face. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it blows her face clean off. Jesus Christ. Is what Anita really says. <laughs> and in that moment, she flopped down in the same way that the man attached to her was flopped down, and the man rises immediately as if he had been alive the whole time. And this man, now that he's face up, you recognize as the figure you only saw briefly uh, through the door that you did not enter. Mm, the disco man. Right. Uh, okay. And Disco Man in his bright suit says, Ah, now I have to do the work. Ugh, it's going to take a long time to recover from that shot. You know, ah, whatever. I'm used to it. And he attempts to engage with you, son. Uh, he attempts to... You're engaged? Wow. I'm sorry. Yay! <laughs> uh, he tries to, like, wrench your hand away so that the sword is not blocking... Anita, can I you? Mean, can I shoot he, him? I would like to shoot. I both mean, of them. if he, as he comes close, since I'm literally ho holding it, pointing down at the scroll, I will let go and catch it real quick. Like, what do you catch? Sorry, you're what? So I have the sword pointed at the scroll on the ground, right? Yeah. So I'll let go and catch it real quick as they oh. approach. <laughs> He's doing that thing where, like, your brother holds you down and spits in your face, but then sucks it back up. Uh -huh. Oh, it's a, it's a threat. You're threatening to destroy the scroll. Yep. Uh, roll me a... Is there intimidate or is that just negotiate? Um, there's deceit and there's negotiate. And uh, there's... Give me a negotiate because I don't think you're trying to deceive nobody. But also, back, like, why are you doing that? Lee, how could you say something that's so disgusting and yet also so evocative and lets me know what the situation is? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at it. That's a six. Uh, Adam and Eve, whatever this figure is, the, the man half of that 
steps back and says, Whoa, 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 you don't want to be playing with stuff like that. That's, that's strong stuff right there. Well, we're in hell, and I'm not inclined to let you do whatever you're doing, so back off. Uh, he does. The snake voice says, Anita is the only one in the room capable of ingesting that much temporal energy. The mm. Actually, uh, let me just show you. Dominique, could you please remove the scroll from the grasp of our former enemy there? And the man, like, he cuts. He can't, he doesn't want to touch the scroll. And so he just has to carefully, like, use a blade to, like, cut it out of the rigor mortis of the creature, and it unfolds. And before you, you see, uh, it's a, the scroll is long. It has a lot of, uh, it, it is clearly just a segment of something, some larger text, um, but it is a fairly large segment. The part of it that is glowing is actually the final line. That line reading, after he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the Tree of Life. Um, that is the line that is glowing. Anita's trying to take all of this in. I, I, I think she's just watching. The snake says, Now you see, we have a bit of a conundrum. Because what that says on the paper is no longer true. Our cherubim... Um, which now you start to realize is the creature that you killed. <laughs> if you know a cherubim is an angel, maybe your character is putting two and two together that you didn't kill a demon, but maybe you don't know that word. Mm. He says, now, there is no longer a cherubim nor a flaming sword, because his sword extinguished as he died. Mm. There is no longer a cherubim nor a flaming sword guarding this way to the tree of life, and yet, here... On the very fabric of the universe itself is written the opposite. We have ourselves here a paradox. Not your run-of-the-mill, kill-your-grandfather type, but the same category nonetheless. And as such, it too requires a lot of temporal energy to vent. And Anita, you will be the vent. How does that sound? Bad? Uh, I'm not a vent. Like I'm an inanimate object. I don't. I don't like that. Well, I mean, from where I stand, we just let Sud destroy the paper, and there's no paradox. Yeah, sounds good. Mm. Yeah. Is that what you do? I, I want a response. Oh, okay. If you destroy that piece of paper, you will surely die. And I'll oh, see you you got you fucked up though. Cause you think Sud wouldn't do some stupid shit like that if he thought I was gonna save hmm. the world. Perhaps I did. Perhaps I underestimated. Would you at least give me the chance to uh explain the rest and we'll see what we think? You talk a lot, so hurry. If this <laughs> is where it all falls apart for me, I'd you know, I'd like to finish the monologue. Blood, I'm sure you're feeling left out at this point. Oh, I already got my deal. I don't need one from you. And that's precisely why I invited you 
as well. Because, as I'm sure you gathered from my little welcome message on the door, that I've known about you for a long time, and I know the deal that you have. You see, I've been locked behind this... And you hear, like, that film that I described before, you hear, like, a banging on it. Like, it's like it, like it's steel or something, but you can see through it. But you hear, like, a banging against it. And he says, I have been stuck here, writhing on my belly and eating the dust for so long. And I've had a long time to think. And my only friend on the other side, Dominique here, and I have worked for a long time to find the people we need to make this situation right. And you, Blood, are the grand finale. Because just like that piece of paper there, you too are a contradiction. Because you're not supposed to end up here. <laughs> Even our cherubim friend knew as much, although he's not too great with words to tell you how. But he knew this was not your place, and you know this is not your place. And the depths know that this is not your place. I intend to keep you here forever. And so the depths will have to come to you. Sinking! Are you done? <laughs> Talking? <sighs> Basically, yes. Because <laughs> once the depths hey, sink New Atlantis <clears throat> and sink the roots, and this film will be broken by the rush of water, and I will escape and become mm -hmm. the Lord of Hell, just as you already think of you. me in your That's world. Great. All right, here's the thing. So, uh, I mean, he's right. I got a pack. I'm supposed to go to the deeps, but uh, that pack ends on my death. So keep that in mind. Anita, you're mm -hmm. just about my best friend in the whole dang world. Oh, my God. Here's the oh, thing. I feel the same. I think we all about to die. Mm. Mm. I don't really see a way out of it. So here's what I'm thinking. As far as I can tell, this is uh, real bad. Like the worst bad. Sud, even worse than your fucked up shit bad. And uh, my vote is we let Sud stick his knife through that darn paper and we just let the chips fall where they are. I think that means we all going to die, but I also think that motherfucker stays where he is. And I think that's probably about best we can hope for. Unfortunately, upon your death, as you mentioned, your pact completes and the depths return to you, flooding the roots. Any other clever ideas? Because let me explain my plan, and maybe you'll find it amenable. Because I don't need to leave just now. Because you see, I've got to make a name for myself. That's why I created this little place here for you. That's why I made your hell. Because the people on the surface... They might have heard of me, but they think of me on different terms. And I need to make sure I fit those terms. And those terms say that I am the Lord of Hell, so first, I must rule this Hell. So, here is your choice. You can destroy the scroll, 
flood the roots. Let the depths reach even here to me. And I escape as I am now. Or you stave off that calamity and just let me ruin your lives. And eventually, if you break, you break. But at least you can say you gave it the old college try to save the world, right? Okay, wait. So first of all, why didn't you make it heaven instead of hell? What a dipshit. Like, we would be much more amenable if it, if it didn't suck. And secondly, like, what? You're basing all of this on a pretty shaky hypothesis that blood has some very specific things that are going to happen when she dies. I don't I don't think you can really guarantee that. So I think all of this is built on some pretty shaky foundation. And third, fuck you. That's so stupid. So just cut the thing. What do you do? Sada's going to try something incredibly stupid. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) There's that nearby rock wall, correct? Yeah. All right. So in a swift-ish motion, Sada's going to attempt to cause a spark on his sword by hitting the wall and grabbing the scroll at the same time, thus reestablishing the non-paradox. I have a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, I love that. Um, I don't want you to roll for it because I like it too much. (laughs) As you, you know, you have the idea, but once you start to act it out, it's like it feels preordained. Like you, you are, Mm -hmm. you are here in this, in this, this strange place where like fate is so important and like, What's written down is so important that, like, the second that reality can see that you're trying to solve the paradox, it is happy to, like, use you as that band-aid. And so your sword alights with flame, and at just as you grab the scroll, the light on the text fades. But also, just as you touch the scroll, you can feel like... It's not that you are held in place and can't move, but you just know that, like, after that choice you made, you will never leave this place. That, like, yep. that is your life now. Mm-hmm. He gets to do two cool things in his life that help the whole world. <laughs> this seems like, like exactly what Sud was waiting for. Yeah, that's pretty much. The voice says, what? What? No! Dominique, kill him! And see little eyes opening in the dark corners of the room and little snakes and little imps from before all of these creatures it's just no holds barred whatever this mini hell has left is being thrown specifically at you Sud as you are now fulfilling the role of the, the guard ahead of the gate to the Garden of Eden roll for initiative if you wanna <laughs> which is to say ah do we want to have this fight, or do we want to just narrate it's uh, like a movie fight? Like, yeah, yeah. I, think, I mean, I, I, mean, it's, I, it's I, I think like Sud is just literally going to be whipping this flaming sword around to burn everything. Yeah, filled with the whole idea like you needed my specific sword to end. We had to kill the other one with me specifically. So good luck, because if this would have worked last time, you would have done it already. Like, there's that sense of confidence yeah. in Sud and his movements, like, no, 
you don't get to hurt me now. <laughs> yeah. I I did the thing. Uh, for Anita's part, I think she's just lending any kind of speed she can to Sud. Uh, with Temporal Shift? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just shooting everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think both of us realize that our help actually isn't necessary at this point, but, like, it's mm-hmm. a badass end scene, and, like, you know. Yeah. Gotta be able to say in the story you helped. <laughs> I've been thinking lately about how, like, horror is kind of, like, is written in a lot of the same ways as comedy, where there's kind of, like, there's almost like a punchline and that's the scary part. It's like the mm-hmm. setup is all gone, so, like, this stuff isn't as scary as it should be on its own, because it's, like, all of those corpses that were in the closet representing, like, people that you knew are, like, animated as zombies, and they're fighting alongside the imps, which are trying to stab you with their tails, and the snakes are trying to bite you, and it becomes, like, such a comical clash of just, like, all of these creatures um, that, like, the actual horror of them is kind of lost, uh, especially because... With the support of your two friends, Sud, you're correct that, like, this is a fight that you're winning. And the longer this fight goes on, the shakier the ground seems to become. It feels like this place is coming down. Uh, I guess Blood I think, and I try yeah. to use the scroll to leave, right? Like, I don't know how we're going to both do it. I mean, knowing that I know of the scroll now that I'm holding on to it. Do I have actually control of getting them out? Is that can I eject them from from hell and away from the garden of eden because that is what I'm supposed to do. Uh you let me see. Um uh so technically no because okay. the text says uh that he drove the man out. And neither of these friends are men. And so <laughs> the literalism of the text prevents you from executing that. But, Anita, you feel a temporal tug from a different source, and that is from your hat. Oh. It feels like it is all of the temporal shit that's been happening here is like, you already kind of know that your hat is from the future. Mm Mm-hmm. It wants to skedaddle. It does not want to be near so much other stuff that shouldn't be here temporally. And it feels like it wants to pull someone with it. Just one. Well, uh, shit. Blood's got a way out, honey. I I mean, but the thing is that Blood just said she was my best friend and it really meant a lot to me. Um, (laughs) So that's why it's a tough choice. I just, I just... Give Blood a hug and say, like, I think I gotta go. I think my hat's calling me somewhere. That's my way out. I think you have a way out, too? Yeah, girl, get it. Okay, um, maybe I'll see you again. I don't know how this stuff works. Oh, everything's weird now. (laughs) And I just give in to what the hat wants me to do. Blood and Sud, we'll get to you later, Anita, what you see, but Blood and Sud... In an instant, she's gone. No sound effect, no visual effect. Anita and the hat are no longer here. Do the two of you share words before... Uh, the, the snake seems to be out of your minds. It, it, it like... It lost, right? It, it knows. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this scheme, this place, 
built all of this just for this moment and it failed and it just cuts off all communication. There are a few stragglers of the imps left. You lost track of where Adam and Eve specifically, though that, that pair themselves mm-hmm. went. Um, but the the most of the battle is over. Um, Sud and Blood, do you share any words before yeah. Blood, before you part ways? So I put my hand on the side of Sud's face and I say, Oh, you silly goose. <laughs> well, if it was going to be anybody, I guess. I mean, of course it was going to be you. We knew this. You're going to be all right? Yeah. This this is where it's supposed to end. Yeah. Let no man come for me. Yeah. I mean, I ain't sending nobody. <laughs> Fuck, son. I mean, fuck. I gotta go. Yes. Just run. Don't. Don't remember me. Sure. And she leaves. And remembers him forever, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Blood. As you leave, and, and you are able to leave, with the, with the snake's power here dwindled, you can, you can leave out the entrance. And as you ascend that route, it's like, once you, I, I told you, like, you went to the end of one, uh, like, tributary route, and it ended up at the entrance to this place. Once you come to the first fork in the, in the road, so to speak, on the way back up, like, it's like everything a layer below you like rotates and and the entrance to this place is now hidden from you. Like it is the mm-hmm. nature of reality that like no one is supposed to know exactly where it is. Yeah. The entrance to Eden and it uh it's almost like it it is grow the roots are growing in opposition to anyone's knowing where it is. So now that you know where it is, the roots grow in a way where it is hidden again. Can I say what I think happens now? Yeah. Okay. I don't think the snake was right. That if she died, that wasn't going to bring the deeps to her. Because He could certainly be wrong. Yeah, because I think he thought so, but because it's such old magic, but it's not old enough, right? Like, it's not... It's not the first magic. It just wasn't going to work that way. Yeah, it's not the first magic. And I think... What she realized, though, in that moment was that's not how it works, but that her connection to it is eternal and always, and all she has to do is find some water now, and she can get there. Mm. She doesn't have to mm. leave. She can just get to it. Like you find water and then you're connect- you are like teleported? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like that. Like the reflection on the water is like a literal. Mm. I'm mm-hmm. okay, y'all. Like if she finds a puddle right now, she's just yeah. like, I can get there. I don't know if you've played King's Quest Seven, but that's how they mm-hmm. start. This is like water is a portal, <laughs> and they're like the reflection is actually a reflection to another world. That's yeah. what I'm picturing. <laughs> okay. I mean, certainly you haven't played King's Quest Seven because only me and Joe have. I want to make sure I'm understanding your idea correctly, Lee. Is it that like you find a puddle and then you reach into it and suddenly? blood is in the ocean yeah 
where she's meant to be with her family. Yeah. Is there any hesitation or are you just ready? Yeah, I think like she's walking along, the roots do that weird thing and she looks up and there's just like kind of a like a little pond sort of area and it clicks in her head like she just gets it and it feels right and there's no yeah. hesitation. She just walks straight into the water and she's gone. And there's this feeling that you've always been like the little Dutch boy with your your pinky in the uh in the dam, right? Keeping it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to the point where you like, you know, you're putting pressure there, but eventually you forget, you know, your pinky's been there for so long. But it's like once you tell up once you find yourself back in those waters, it feels like all of that pressure you might not it might have forgotten was even there is released. You see her enter the water and then as the camera pulls out She's clearly in the ocean in a underground city and she's approaching the city and she can see other people, but like you don't see what happens there. Text on the screen says Roswell, New Mexico, 1947. Oh, hell yeah. It's a just the desert, right? And yet there are, like, a few black sedans uh, arranged in the middle of nowhere here. It's the middle of the night, uh, but we can see them because their headlights are on. But you can see them even more clearly when there is a flash of fire in the sky that crashes into the sands. Anita, you wake up in that crater, clutching the brim of the hat that brought you here. Huh. And a man steps up to the crater that you have left in the earth. And he says, Uh, Special Agent Orville de Verona, and you are under arrest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Do I get to play Anita? Next. If you want to. Oh, hell yeah. This fucking rules. (laughs) Yes. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast or email us at hi at VRE.show. Check out our website at VRE.show for a listening guide, links to everyone's Twitter, and our shop for some cool enamel pins featuring characters from the show and pronoun pins and trading cards and all kinds of stuff. If you want to help us out, you can rate and review the show or tell a friend about us. If you enjoy what we do, consider backing us on Patreon, where we release a bonus show each month along with a bunch of other extras. You can check it out at patreon.com slash VRE. And to all our patrons, thank you for supporting us. One creature from beyond, Friscom, says, Very remarkable entertainment. I'm now on my second listen of every season of VRE, and the cast never ceased to amaze with each new season and re-listen. Every season showcases their remarkable talents for storytelling and improvisation, while all while navigating a very random world. Very also does a fantastic job of having amazing queer characters that are in-depth characters first and queer second, something that few shows of any kind do well. They've made me laugh, they've made me cry, and I can't wait to hear what they come up with next.
Aww, they made so me much. cry. Thank you for listening to our show oh, twice. I know. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that is so great. I hope this is the same person that just emailed us, because if not, so many people are listening to our show multiple the whole times. Way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hope people do that. Hell yeah. I mean, I do too, but like, oh, wow, it's so much. It's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> to use the modern parlance, even though it's completely not the way this word is intended, it's humbling. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, again, I'll get to Anita in a bit. Do we want to do anything else with Sud, or did we feel like that last scene was Sud's conclusion here? Probably about the only thing you'd ask is ask the snake if there's any apples left. <laughs> that'll be our that'll be our after credits. You and the snake eating shawarma. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the complete. That's the joke after credit scene. Is you chomping on the is you chomping on the fruit that are that are being yep. organized by the animals? <laughs> yeah. Mm.